1: we do a podcast on a beautiful Monday, nice warm weather week, nice spirited show this morning, and well, here we goes. Al, what's up?
0: Oh, hi, Jerry. I received a, a lovely gift in the mail really? from a, a gentleman who said he was listening last Wednesday when I mentioned how much I love vanilla candles. Yeah. You got a vanilla candle? I did. He says uh, he recently started a hand-poured candle and soap shop on Etsy. Nice. He just retired. Why didn't I get one? Uh, i don't know I guess you didn't say how much you loved the smell who doesn't love that it's uh the name of the Etsy shop is Buttercup and Bob Buttercup is his cat all right, so Bob and his cat have a Etsy shop and uh, his wife uh, L- his tolerant wife Lorraine. Please accept this candle as a gift to you for all the smiles you have given me over the air very nice The scent is snickerdoodle cookie and it's heavy on the vanilla. I hope you enjoy it. I do, I do enjoy it, Bob. I'm going to put it in my bathroom. I think the smell of vanilla mixed with my poop smell is really works. <laughs> that's really what we're asking candles. What to. am I going to say about that? That's really what we're asking candles to do.
1: That's not true. We, Kim has the candles in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, that's true. She burns the candles every day. She's yeah. got a, a different one going.
0: Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. I, I always thought that about like Lysol spray. Yeah, like we would sp- spray that in our bathroom after you would go poop when we were growing up. But it smelled terrible. It's, well, that's why. It smelled and, like a mix between poop and Lysol. And she gets Febreze, which yeah. drives
1: me nuts because it's got the worst trigger I've ever seen. And how many of those bottles end up being crap? And so I like the, what's the other one we get? Mm, Airwick. Airwick. That's the one. That's my. That's the one I like.
0: What scent do you go for? Doesn't
1: matter. It works. The I Airwick like the red goes. bottle, the cranberry. It works, and it right. gives
0: you a nice thick spray. Yes.
1: Like yes. Right, when you hear a gully disc this. The Ksh. Febreze one, it's like I feel you, you're drizzling out the spray. Yeah. <laughs> like little, I could shoot someone with right. it. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, you got to get this. no,
0: I don't have to get the Febreze. I like right. Airwick. You're a big Airwick guy.
1: The Febreze stuff smells good, but the handle, they have not perfected the handle. I Sorry. like
0: Glade as well. Glade's, Glade's good. Glade does a nice yes. job.
1: Glade is good. I agree. Well, I and think. Glade like, candles are good, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love a Glade candle.
1: I used to uh, I used to love working that part of the supermarket that aisle.
0: The candle. When aisle. When I would
1: get that aisle, I knew it was going to smell
0: good. Yeah, I love a good Yankee candle. Yep. Or, or I really like Jerry a good Buttercup and Bob candle. I'm
1: sure you do now. Delicious. You whore.
0: Very delicious, <laughs> delicious. I checked out his Etsy shop today. Want to see how his reviews were going? How are they going? Good
1: reviews. Good reviews. He's got solid reviews. Tomorrow, the morning show will be brought. The warm up show will be brought to you by Buttercup and Bob, and Al will get the reads.
0: Uh, Buttercup. Uh, it says here, Buttercup and Bob. Read it the right way, please. <laughs> yes, I Buttercup and Please stick to the script. Buttercup <laughs> and Bob is demanding that. That's right. Um, I saw an interesting uh, documentary. You might be interested in. There's the unique way they did it too. It was on HBO. It's called The Last Cruise. It's only 40 minutes long, and it's about this a cruise ship that was docked in Hong Kong
1: with the coronavirus when
0: coronavirus hit and it's shot through people who documented it on their phones on their phones and then they talked to those couples who did that uh like now for the sure for the documentary.
1: Now is this the people that got stuck on the cruise ship or they were just yeah. the last one?
0: No, they were they got stuck on the cruise ship. For how long? oh o- a month I think. Was it that long? Yeah, so what happened was yeah, it was like it was just, you know, they talked about how they were getting word of this coronavirus and it was really not a big deal. And no one even really knew what it, that even meant. Right, Everyone sure. on the boat was fine. Then they decided to test everybody. Then two people came up positive. They're like, oh, let's move these two people to the side. And go. and then all of a sudden how then the, the, the government there in Japan just decided that uh, they had to be quarantined on the boat. Because now there were people getting it on the sure, boat and didn't sure. want them going out into Japan, but then those it just ran like wildfire through the. Uh, did people die in the? They and, did. They did, huh? That cruise lost fourteen people. Wow. Yeah. So it's a really interesting documentary. Hmm. Uh, it's I would be the interested Last watching that. Yeah. As
1: depressing as that sounds.
0: Yeah, He was. Uh, yeah, it was just. It was odd. It, it, strangely, forty it wasn't, minutes. It was only 40 minutes, yeah. Is
1: that because they didn't have enough footage? That seems really
0: short. I do I, I thought it was like they, they didn't waste our time by tacking on okay. useless stuff.
1: Yeah, all right.
0: So that was pretty good. So I watched that. Uh, I sent you a photo yesterday of the banana situation in the stop and shop that I go to. I mean, I've seen green bananas before. I mean, I don't know what you're doing. These looked like limes. That's how green they were. Yeah, it's awful. I
1: don't have this problem. Dearborn Farms and Homedale, they've got green ones for sure. But, boy, they got a healthy batch of ripe yellow bananas ready to eat as soon as you get in the car. And, of course, Twitter being Twitter.
0: It's so simple. Just wait three days and they'll be fine. Well, I don't want to wait
1: three days. I want the banana today.
0: Right. I go shopping on Sunday for. For Monday. For Monday. So, guess what? I wanted a banana this morning. Couldn't have one, could you? No. Because even I did find like there was one batch of somewhat ripe bananas, that, so I bought some of those as well, and it, it tasted like a green banana. It just, it's... I got to start buying you bananas. Yeah.
1: Start I feel me for you. Bananas. I don't have this issue.
0: I don't know if it's the... Like, if I went on a Tuesday, do they have better bananas? I don't know. Maybe I know you're I very busy,
1: to- though, during the week. You're going to be able to find a half right. hour to go to the store. I don't have time to do that,
0: Jerry. <laughs> But like, is yeah, is is the banana selection? Am I happen. I'll tell you this: Anytime time I go to the supermarket, they're putting bananas out. Any time
1: I go, I was gonna say maybe you're getting the batch that comes on uh, the Saturday overnight into Sunday morning.
0: I don't know. It seems odd though for me that every week it's like that. There's always someone putting out bananas, and this but this happened in the uh, place where I used to go. It was a Stop and Shop in uh, Aberdeen, Montana. Right. Yep. It was the same thing. I guess it's their supplier. I'd go in there, and they'd be putting in ban- Any time I went in there, that someone was putting bananas out.
1: Is there anything worse than buying fruit or vegetables that's not ripe when you expect yes. it to be?
0: It sucks. Yeah, it does. And I've been picking out these uh, Red Delicious apples as well. Oh, and then when you don't get a good ripe one, yeah, but, that sucks. So I always think the darker the apple, the better it is. Mm, I don't think so. They say the darker the fruit, the sweeter the juice. Okay, sounds good. I've been on a tangerine kick. Tangerines, yeah. are those the mini ones yeah. or the regular size, seedless, seedless. Yeah, awesome.
1: But I've probably had I've probably had two of those a day. It's got to be going on four or five weeks now.
0: Is that right? Yeah, that is right. Are they in season right now? I don't know. Are they? Do they always taste like they're in they season? Taste season? Awesome. They taste awesome. Yeah, do. they're great. How many you eat at a time? Two. They're so small.
1: I have, so the way I do it is at work, this is how I space out my eating.
0: All right. Oh, you have an eating schedule as well? Ooh, I do. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah. At work, I have whatever meal I bring in. Okay. I have at seven.
0: And like then, what What might constitute a meal? Well, it really has only yeah.
1: been, I've really rotated just a few of them. It's either oatmeal mm-hmm. with Greek yogurt. It's either uh, my Jimmy Dean turkey egg white sandwich, which I do like, or which I've had a lot of turkey bowls. Turkey balls. Tur- Turkey meatballs.
0: Okay. So you Kim, make those yourself, or they? Uh, yeah,
1: usually on Sunday.
0: You get them made. Okay.
1: Kim will make like twelve or fourteen of them. So, so you, I got two a day for a week.
0: So you'll have that on. Uh, you'll have that at seven. At 8. seven,
1: and then either at eight thirty or nine thirty tangerine, and then either nine thirty or ten thirty tangerine. I go home, then I have a shake when I get home. That doesn't seem like a lot. It doesn't, but because of the nature of what we're doing. It's just something that kind of gets me from point A to point B, and then I'm back in the studio and then I come back out. It actually works out really well. It's satisfying. It is. The hardest part is waiting till seven. I'm not gonna lie. The hardest part is waiting till seven a.m. to eat when you get up at two thirty. Yeah.
0: That is that sucks.
1: Hmm. But it's what it is.
0: I have a two Stelladora cookies uh with my coffee at but two people must be really excited about this right now. Two <laughs> fifteen. In the morning? Yeah. Then I have a banana when I get to work. Then I have a coffee also and a good another granola bar. Then at seven twenty, I have my now fiber one bar weight. with powdered peanut butter mixed on it. Then I have another coffee, and then I'll go home and I'll eat my sandwich. Coming up on the geriatric podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be some description. Alan Jerry discussed their breakfast routine. <laughs> Boring. Boring. Yes. Uh, I did was curious. I don't know why. I guess I guess Bartman's name came up, Steve Bartman. I, I guess you it, brought it up. I brought it up, but it <laughs> I came up again to... during the... Because bah- you brought it up. Uh, are you sure?
1: Yes, you brought oh. it up both times with me and with uh, Boomer and Geo.
0: It's amazing that in this uh, era of social media where everything is filmed and everything, like people really... You don't hear anything about Bartman. Well, what do you want to hear about him? I want to see what he. I want. I want to. He's know not what interested. He's doing. I know, but there's plenty of people not interested that you get filmed. How long ago that was? Yeah, but like he can just. He's
1: not, he's he's hiding. He's right. just living his life. He's off social. If you don't have a social media presence, yeah, how do you want to know about him?
0: You want people stalking him? No, I don't. But I would like to know what's going on with him. I don't know why. Okay,
1: and a couple of years ago, ESPN did a piece about him.
0: Right, but they didn't get him. I need, this is what I want. He's not interested. This is what I would need, Jerry. He declined. Right, in order for me to move on.
1: (laughs) For you. Okay, so let's get Steve Bartman on the line. Al Dukes
0: is not happy that you haven't spoke. Would you please speak, sir? Can we get one interview with Steve Bartman? No. Like, I want to know. What has his life been like? I'll
1: bet you you'll get one when he's like 60 years old. He'll probably yeah. do something like that. Yeah. I'll bet you. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up writing a book about that night the following week. At some point,
0: he'll cash in on this. Yeah, but he's got to hurry. Like, he th- everyone thought he was going to do it after the Cubs won the World Series. Sure. That would have made But sense. I think
1: that story never goes away. Yeah. and I and, and the fact that he has been so silent about it,
0: when he does decide to do something, he'll do well. What about a Netflix documentary where he's the main person? Definitely I could work. watch that.
1: That would work. But it's going to be on his terms, and he's made that very clear. Sorry if that doesn't suit you.
0: Doesn't suit me.
1: You'll have to deal with that. I need a Bartman. In this story, you don't get what you want.
0: Well, we better do it before
1: I pass away. Uh, well, hopefully you got 48 more years. We'll lose relax. interest.
0: Because if he does it when he's 60, I might not be interested anymore. I'm you interested might not be. now. Of course, if we had this conversation 10 years ago, you might not have been interested. Hmm. No, I was still would have been interested, I think. You still might be in 10 years. You're right. You're right, because it would have been another 10 years that gone by. Like, what is this guy? I want to see pictures of him. What does he look like? Does he does he ever wear Cubs gear?
1: It is. And I've said this to you before. It is amazing the different mentalities and personalities. And I couldn't give an F, <laughs> like, honestly, about Steve Bartman. And you right now in this moment in time are obsessing about yeah. him.
0: I Googled him before I'm was, sure you did. I was reading articles about him, yeah. Wikipedia pages about him. Now they did say that the thirty for thirty documentary they did find him and he declined, like he said. Yeah. No, not interested. Not interested. Not interested. I don't think he knows that he's not interested. Like I think he is interested. <laughs> he's not but interested he in
1: <laughs> I think his life was ruined and he just wants to live his life peacefully. Yeah. And when he needs money he can write a book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's always that. Yeah. Would you rather do a book? Would you rather do like a 60 minutes or 2020 piece? Well, you're not going to
1: make any money on 60 minutes. That's true. Or,
0: Netflix, uh, Netflix, I think you'd be document. paid
1: for your story, right? right. Yeah. Uh, and the book, clearly, you're going to get paid. And the book one is interesting. It's amazing to me how many people still like buy books. Yes, Although me too. We'll a lot shop. of people buy them for their phones now. Right. But it always amazes me when I see the advances that people get. And now, do you have to give that back if you don't sell enough copies? I don't think so. So, if I was him, I still think that's the route I go. You go book. I probably, yeah, I think so. What would you call it? I have no idea because I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you want me to think about it and come back with a name tomorrow, I yeah. will think about it.
0: They already used Catching Hell for the documentary, The 30 for 30. A Living Hell? A Living Hell?
1: I don't know. Trapped in hell? A lot of hell. <laughs> well, I don't know. You said catching
0: hell, so it it brought me back. I'm not sure. So I found this interesting, Jerry. I um, <clears throat> Are you familiar with Patreon? No. It's a way uh, people who do things, uh, independent artists who do things online. They okay. create music. Some people do it with podcasts. Some people do it with video podcasts. Some right. people do it with websites. They set up a Patreon account, and then people can give them money for what they're doing. It's like a GoFundMe, in a way. It's like a GoFundMe, but you provide content content for them. Okay. And so I I asked on Twitter, have you ever contributed? Because have you ever given to somebody's Patreon?
1: Seems like a Wikipedia deal where they ask you for money. To donate because it's a free service.
0: Yeah, although some things like with Patreon, you might have a podcast. Like, let's say you and I did this podcast, right? Right. And then we set up a Patreon where we do an additional, we give additional content for people who pay into our Patreon. Okay. So, like, let's say uh for that, like, every day I uh uh cook dinner with you. And that's a thing. <laughs> that's what you came up with? <laughs> Just off the top of my head. I understand. Okay. So that's what it is, no right? But like you're saying, like there's so much free content. It's I I would think it's it's so hard to. So I asked a a Twitter poll, and I said, "Have you ever contributed to somebody's Patreon?" That was it. Simple, yes or no. What percentage would you say? On Twitter, my Twitter people wrote back, "Yes, I have."
1: Ah, boy, I don't, I don't know about this. I'm gonna say. 75, no, 25, yes.
0: It was actually 15, yes. Okay. Which I thought was high because I started doing the math on it, uh, uh, seeing how people can make a living doing this. Mm -hmm. So if I took myself only, Jerry, I have 73,000 Twitter followers, Mm -hmm. right? And I times that by 15%. Mm -hmm. Say I'm getting 15%. That leaves, whoops, hold on. I did the math wrong there. It's about 10,000 people. Yeah, you're right. It's about 10,000 times 0.15 is 10,950.
1: Okay, so 11,000 people.
0: So 11,000 people. Now, let's say I had a Patreon, Jerry, and I got 10% of those people, and, and and each person paid me $2. Yeah. Times two. It's $22,000 $22, a month. $22,000 a month. Right. Now, let's say, which is a hefty way to make a living. It's a great way to make a living. Absolutely. Now, let's say 15% is a little aggressive, right, Jerry? Yes. And I only can get out of 73,000 people. All right, Jerry, 73,000 people. And I only get 5%. That's 3,650 people. Yep. But out of those people, Jerry, they're really big fans. And they're going to pay me $5 a month. Oh, jeez, wow. I'm just saying, $5 a month. That's $18,000 a month. So that's how people... So many times, I'm like, how is this person making a living? Yeah, it's That's numbers. how it is. It's not...
1: You got to come up with something that's sustainable, too. Because I've thought about trying to do something on the side with my my kids, who are really into all the YouTube stuff. Yeah. And even my older son, you know, wanted to do something like fantasy baseball-wise. Like, could we do a YouTube channel? I'm like, we can. I said, there are different ways you can support it. I'm like, but it's hard. Like, yeah you're going to get lost in a sea of nothingness. Right. And he said, well, you know, you have a Twitter file. I'm like, yes, I do. And I would be happy to try and do that with you. I said, but first of all, uh, let's say it's 58,000 Twitter people. They're not all active, number one. correct. Number two. They're not all real. They're not all real to not our fault at all. So what is the real number that you're talking about? And what, at what point is it worth your time? Correct. Like, what do you have to make to make it worth your time? You know, that's kind of the one thing with this Cornhole League that I have, which we're restarting again outside coming up in a few weeks. It's like I've done it for really no money for a couple of years for the most part. And there are reasons why, which I don't need to get into now. But, you know, my wife's going to be like, why do you do this? Like, aren't at some point, don't you want to make something for your time? And I think we will this summer finally. But it's the same thing with that. If you're going to pour all this effort and time into it, to get people, we've always discussed getting people, it's nothing, $8 a month. But it's hard to get people to actually do that.
0: Well, that's what they say, that the threshold is paying anything. Right. Right. So, but they have also said, oh, I've read up, up on these things. If you could get, like, to get somebody to, say, pay a dollar. Sure. Now they're taking out their credit card. They're signing up to pay a right. dollar. That's the hard part. It's not $1 to $4. Right. Because really, what's the difference?
1: Well, Venmo helps in terms of... I believe Venmo for business now is out there. Yeah. And I think you can sign up with certain things that way. And that has made it easier.
0: Right. But I'm saying like mentally to get over the hump of paying for a content, right? So if you're willing to pay a dollar, you're probably willing to pay $4. Probably. But if you're not willing to pay... $5, $5, you're not willing to pay 50 cents. It's the, I'm not paying. I'm not yeah. adding another bill. Yeah, probably so. So that's the thing people always try to, but there's a guy on who was worked on the Howard Stern Show for many years. His name is Shuly. He's also a stand-up comedian, but he just went out on his own. He actually, I think I was telling you about this. He During the coronavirus, he had to work from home, which was in Queens. Right. And he finally was like, what am I doing here? This sucks here. Yeah. I'm going to go move to Alabama, which is a very where, where he moved to. But he's doing a podcast, which is free, but then he also has a Patreon page where he does additional stuff. But I'd I love to know maybe he'll tell me, you know, not publicly, but yeah. privately how he is doing because I'd be very curious. I've always as said to how to you that, that goes. That that's
1: something to always look into. Yeah. Trying to take what we're doing and add something to it on the side. Like, why not try? Be fun. Yeah. You got to make it fun.
0: Right. You got to make it fun.
1: It can't be, uh, what do I say, laborious.
0: Laborious. Right. You You can't be a laborious situation. It's got to be something that's fun and interesting. Right. And as soon as we find out what that is, we're going to do it. As soon as we find something fun and interesting, we're in. Look out. Look out, people. (laughs) Fun and interesting, that's us. Yeah. So just something to think about. I'm just curious how people that do well or do all right on the Patreon, how... You know how they i'm curious too like how often do people drop off
1: well that's the other you thing know? how do you again i come back to the word sustainable yeah you know how do you keep people and do you have enough content going forward that's going to be new and and for lack of a better term fresh and unique because i mean there's so much content out you right. go to youtube now there's millions oh it's and unbelievable millions and millions. i mean you just type in any word and something comes up it's amazing it's crazy. You want to watch a live concert? You can do that. You want to watch a concert from 1983? There's plenty there. You want to watch the I Miss in the Morning Show, as I was watching a little bit this morning? It's there. It's it's I know. nuts. It
0: really... YouTube is incredible.
1: Yeah, it is. You want to watch the uh, Rangers Devils from 1994? Go to YouTube. Right there. I mean... It's so. almost...
0: It's shocking when you can't find what you're looking Agreed. for. Agreed. Like, it's more surprising. Yeah. Or I remember...
1: Booker did a funny thing one, and this is, God, this is when the internet first started. Or maybe it was when he was back here. I don't remember. But I remember him coming out in between songs. He's like, you know, who's with me? I'm at, I'm at the browser, and I'm at www.lost. <laughs> I've got the world at my fingertips, and I can't come up with one interesting thing to type in. And he's right. right. Everything is right in front of you. Everything's there. And you just, you, you know, you, you go into mind block. You know, it's like, come on, work. Right. And you come up with the same thing with YouTube. You've got all the entertainment options right in front of you. Too many choices.
0: Probably. A like a choices. diner. It's like a diner menu. What about this, Jerry, a Patreon where we tell people what to watch on YouTube? I mean,
1: you know, you say that in a funny way. I don't think that's nuts. If you, if we were the ones that sifted through the crap and had the top, a top 10 every week, Absolutely. It's a great idea. Do not steal that idea if you're listening out here. I'll be pushing Mr. Beast and Fortnite videos, and you'll be pushing,
0: you know. I watched a lot of UFO videos over the weekend. So I was going to say like murder that.
1: mysteries and how to yeah. mask, you know, dog farts in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I watched a lot of UFO stuff this weekend. Busy weekend, huh? Yes. A lot to a lot to comb through, Jerry.
1: I was, that's amazing. I don't think, I. I no joke, I don't think I watched five minutes of TV this weekend. Mm-hmm. I yeah. listened I actually listened to an entire basketball game yesterday. I listened to the Nets and Suns with Carino and Capstraw as I was putting a floor down. Quite entertaining. They're very yeah. good. They told a great story. I will get out of here. They told a great story at one point Frank Kaminsky checked into the game for the Suns. And as Carino says, Oh, Frank Kaminsky has checked in, you hear like a little giggle. And you're like, as the listener, I was like, What was that? I'm thinking, are they mocking him? And then Capstro goes, he goes, Well, maybe uh, maybe we got this right this time. And then Carino goes on to tell the story that last time the Nets played the Suns in the pregame segment, Keys to the Game, the key was going to be Frank Kaminsky and how the Nets could keep him in check. He played <laughs> one second.
0: Keys to the Game. Well, they must have uh, won if they, <laughs> he was the key player to keep down. That was pretty funny. So I enjoyed it. All right, Jerry. And you put in a floor, which is nice. I did, yes. What type of floor? Like a
1: pergo floor. Pergo? Nice.
0: One of those uh, dealios. Hmm. Were you happy with your results? Yes
1: and no. I still have some work to do. All right. But the floor went in pretty good. My measure, I don't know if, I don't know. The, the measuring was a little off in a couple of spots. Did you rent a saw or something? No, I have a jigsaw. Oh, you do? Yeah, so I did it with that. And it came out good, but I i have a couple of fixes. I'll just say that. All right. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to have a floor to walk on. Exactly.
0: So it'll be fine. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. And then we'll be back here. What do you say we, we show back up here tomorrow morning, 5 o'clock? On a Tuesday. I'm good for that. All right. So. Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. No, it
1: doesn't. It's 5.03. What do you say? It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details, along with the Eddie Scazzeri. His name is Albert Kevin Dukes. We call him KD around here. What is up, Al? Good
0: morning, Jerry. I was just I was listening to the Amy Lawrence program as I was uh, prepping the big uh, warm-up show, and she's going old-school 1990s fabulous sports babe era sports talk tomorrow mock draft with the callers. There you go. I mean, that is old school sports. That's radio. what the babe did sports. I think everyone did it in the 90s. You know, it was it, it, it kills a night for you or or a day, depending on uh, where you are in the uh in the program lineup. Um, yeah, but the 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 Mock draft with a with the random callers. Well, they like she wants like a caller from Jacksonville. Sure, to, you know, all it takes is one screwball to get through and be like, I'm going to take a lineman <laughs> instead of Trevor Lawrence <laughs> yeah. number one, and the whole thing is blown up. The whole thing's blown up. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense after you get past the first like four or five people. It, 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 it's chaos. You
1: got to do your homework. What as a caller? Uh, yes, you do. Like but you, you know, we can't, you can't trust can't the callers, be, Jerry. But you can't be. With the first pick for the mock NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars take. John in Jacksonville, who do you take? I'm taking Patrick Sertain. Right. No,
0: you can. What? No, th-
1: that's what this is. So now if you are Mike from East Babylon and right. you've got the second pick, who are you taking? Trevor Lawrence. Right. Thus,
0: the whole thing's thrown <laughs> into the garbage. They're pretty much. Very tough. Jerry, uh, solid baseball weekend for the locals. Two of Each of them took two of three from their opponents. We had a tremendous Jacob DeGrom. Uh, that was a Saturday, yeah? No. Oh, uh, Friday. No, it
1: was Friday night.
0: Stroman was Saturday. He was terrible. He was awful. Terrible. Yes. So, DeGrom on Friday night. Was electric right from the first pitch, you could tell. Yeah. Complete game, awesome. 15 strikeouts, awesome. Couple of hits, RBI, Awesome. They put a rake in his butt. He cleaned up the infield. <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
1: While he was
0: pitching, Jerry. So Friday
1: night, I had I did have my reaction to my second vaccination shot. Uh, finally, it hit me. And I was so looking forward to the DeGrom start. I was watching it with my son. When I tell you I was in and out of consciousness for the five, in- I guess the first five innings, but every time I would kind of open my eyes and I would see him strike out another dude. But I think the first pitch of the game, if I remember correctly, was 100 miles an hour. Like, the first pitch. And these guys are just waving and flailing at him. And then, if I don't know, I'm not sure how much of it you watched. Of course, you thought it was Saturday. So, probably none of it. Um, Most of it. (laughs) The first inning was primarily fastballs. 100, 101, 99, 100. And no one could catch up to it. He comes out in the second inning, and he starts snapping off the sliders, and guys are just like, wait, it really was something to watch. I wish I was more hmm, awake, but from what I saw, it was it was remarkable, and he was great.
0: There were a lot of terrible swings that the Nationals put on
1: some of you those pitches. You stand up
0: there and try and do that. I was just waving at ball. I like when the, the, it clearly hits the catcher's mid, then they wave the bat at him. I it. know. Like, there was the, I late. forget
1: who it was, the left-handed batter, where even um, – Keith, was it Keith? Yeah, I guess it was Gary Keith. I don't think it was, was Ron. I remember. Like I said, I was in and out of consciousness Friday night. They basically said, I think it was Hernandez, who goes, uh, young man, you might want to swing a little sooner. <laughs> the ball's by you. Right. So he was he was incredible on Friday night.
0: Start your swing when the wind-up starts. That's what I that's what I used to have to do against fast pitchers. Get the leg kick pitchers. going out. Yeah, against fast pitchers in the Little League. That's what I had to do, Jerry. Yeah, I hear you. Then there was a, quite a battle uh, with the Yankees. Uh, Garrett Cole. Shane Bieber. Yeah, tremendous. That was cool. That
1: actually lived up to its billing
0: of like two aces where both of them pitched really well. Now, who was the... I got to look at this. I meant to look at this before the show started. Who was the Indians pitcher yesterday? He was super thin and tall.
1: Tall and light. Tristan McKenzie. He looked like Kent Tocovey. Yeah. And he was good for the first few innings. And then in that fourth inning, the Yankees started to tag him.
0: What's this guy's name, Jerry? Tristan
1: McKenzie, I, I believe. Google was his this name.
0: Guy. Tristan McKenzie? Yeah.
1: You know what Tristan. he reminded me of? Just and I know this sounds sound weird. He reminded me McKenzie. of a cross between Pedro Martinez and Randy Johnson.
0: Yeah, he's a tall fella, Jerry. Yes. Let me see. Let me just tall his and height. thin. Tall and thin. Six foot five. Okay. Yeah. Six foot five. 165 pounds. I-, I believe
1: that. What? He was tall and lanky. Let and that see. arm whips. You know, what? and it was funny too because his first strikeout, it looked like he just. It looked like Degrom. It looked like it was a hundred miles an hour, and the radar gun was like ninety one.
0: Now like, I'm wow. looking up okay. Kent Tekulve, Jerry. Who do you think is heavier? Kent Tekulve was. So I'll say Kent Tekulve. You know what? They don't have they don't have Kent Tekulve's uh, info on here because uh, he's you know he's seventy four now, so they don't have his height and weight.
1: You can probably get his playing height and weight.
0: Play? Where do I if find that? A, if
1: you pick a season, all right. I guarantee you, you can probably pick his height and weight. Now, I'm going to play while you do that because it's going to take you a second.
0: Kent DeColvey actually looks human now. He's got some meat on his bones. He's uh, an older gentleman now, so he actually looks like a man. Yes. I'm as opposed sure. to a, th- a tall, thin, I'm spake. still
1: going to say this kid is, is thinner. Thinner than Kent D'Colvey. I mean, he, mm-hmm.
0: well, 6'5". Mm-hmm. Kent DeColvey wasn't 6'5". He was seven foot four, five hundred twenty-five pounds he from Grenoble France. Kent Teculvi. He was not.
1: No, I don't think he was six five either.
0: Though, forget seven foot four, Grenoble France, and all that crap in your face. Do you think this program talks more about Kent Teculvi than any other program in the country? I don't
1: think any other
0: program in the country <laughs> talks about Kent Teculvi. <laughs> oh, he was okay. I got his. I got his. Weight. I'm going to say six two. He was six foot four. Was he really one eighty? This guy was like and that's still thin fat compared to this Indians pitcher from yes. Sunday whose yeah, name already wild. escapes me.
1: Did you hear now I'm going to play this. I don't I'm not I am not making fun of him All by right. any stretch. We've had enough fun at John Sterling's expense over sure the years. Have. This to me is why this is another example of why doing games remotely sucks. All and right, Jerry. sooner rather than later I do believe that team you know crews will be traveling again and thank god Let's get some needles in him, Jerry, and send him to the ballpark. So this is Saturday, all right? You've got Rugnet Odor is up. Now, Odor homered on Friday. He did. Now, you've got John and Susan in a booth in New York doing a game that's going on in Cleveland. My guess is he looks down at a sheet of paper, looks up at the video monitor, because that's the only way he can do the game. Odor homers, and John gets confused as to what day it is because... He's not there. Correct. Pitches hit in the air to deep right center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Except that was last night, I think. No. <laughs> no, no. It was tonight. Another home run for O'Dor. On- now, I heard that on MLB Network because they played the whole thing. <laughs> and I didn't understand. I'm confused as well. What the hell was going on? So my guess is, and from a couple of people I've spoken to, it seem it seems like John basically put his head down looking at his chart, looked up, saw the home run and called it, but then got confused that it was a replay from the night before as he's getting ready to hit. See,
0: here my theory is And he caught himself O'Dor Homers, but John, when he looked down and looked back up, thought it was not out of the ballpark and caught. So he's covering himself to home rental door. Oh, that was last night. Like, this was an out. Either way, confusing. The whole thing is because he's not there. Yeah. Which Very blows my difficult. theory that I always thought prior to the pandemic that to save money, if I was a network Can't executive, I wouldn't send anyone to the ball. And that, well, what did I always tell you? You need to see the field. Yeah. See, I always just think, let me just see the monitors. We'll just call the games that way. You can do it. You cannot do it well. Seems just as good. Jerry. It is.
1: No. Yeah. That is awesome. Oh, this was
0: last night. Nope, it's today. <laughs> my my bad. Come on now. Weird Yankee story came out last night or late afternoon that uh, Buster Olney says Ol Olney nothing story Buster though. Olney. His name's Olney. Olney. O l n e y. Buster right. Olney.
1: Because you never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I know Buster Olney.
0: But I feel like kidding. saying only. Call him who you want. It doesn't matter. Buster only. This to me is a nothing story. Says that the Yankees flirted with trading Aaron Judge to the Angels. Big story. That's gonna send shockwaves through baseball. Where today. was Aaron Judge this weekend? He's on the Yankees. Right. It's who cares? But then, as you dig deeper into the story, he's like, it was very minuscule. <laughs> it was like exploratory. Very exploratory. It's
1: like the whole thing with the who was the guy in the Jets that got pissed? Was it Jamal Adams? Was angry that the Jets took a call about him.
0: Yes, so yes. if you're Aaron Judge, is you bothered by this? No, no. Do you not think at he all. knew about this? Probably not. You don't think like they reached out to Why his agent and said, "What are your thoughts of going to the California Angels?" No, uh, well, it's the Anaheim. It's the hmm.
1: It's the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. That's confusing. So stupid. I still call him Anaheim, uh, and you still call him California. California apparently. Angels. <laughs> uh, no, I think the whole thing's stupid. <laughs> I, I think I, these things happen. Probably on a semi-regular basis. I think there are discussions about almost everybody. I'll bet you the I'll bet you the Yankees fielded calls for Derek Jeter back in the day. Is once that in a while. right? Yeah, especially well. at
0: if well, you don't weird.
1: ask, doesn't mean you're going to do it or you're going to further it. Right. So they had
0: conversation with the Angels. Right. right. It's like when Move John on. Lynch said that the 49ers asked about Tom Brady. Yes, that's fine. You're not doing your job if you don't. And plus, and that was before Tom Brady was leaving. Good point, Al. He put the call when they were got Garoppolo, he they first asked about Tom Brady. Good point, Al. Thank you. you. And if you don't ask, you don't get. Right. So you might as well try. You so. miss all of the shots you don't take.
1: Now I That's read the, I pulled an Al. I only read the first few paragraphs of that. And then whatever, because it's a pointless story. But I will ask, were the Yankees at least getting Mike Trout back? Didn't
0: say. Yeah. Exactly. They there was no they were not getting Mike Trout. I know. That's right, why so it's, who a, are they it's a pointless a bunch of story. Exactly from California Angels. Exactly. It means nothing of Anaheim and Aaron Judge is Dot still com. on the Yankees. We move on. Right. He still got his Judge's chambers, Jerry. Jerry, my favorite baseball story though of the weekend. Oh, we got more. I thought the Degr- I really thought Degrom on Friday would have been my favorite baseball story. Yes. No. My favorite baseball story.
1: Miguel Castro throwing an easy eighth inning yesterday. No. It's your
0: favorite pitcher now. He is. Oh, well, and uh, and uh, Taiwan as well. Who I also like. Yeah, he was fine. He I mean, was good. I love this video that went around of Diamondbacks outfielder Cole Calhoun, who was running down a foul, a pop fly foul ball that got into the stands and he probably was going to catch it. But a nerdy looking, glasses wearing child out looking
1: in the mirror and seeing himself from stuck 10 years ago. his
0: glove up and caught it. <laughs> and for a very brief moment, Jerry. Cole Calhoun looked like he was going to be angry because he could have caught the foul ball. Now, the kid did not interfere. The kid did not go over into the field of play. It was a clear foul ball. For a brief moment, it looked like there was going to be some yelling. And then Cole Calhoun fist-bumped the child, and everyone felt good about life. Felt good about life. Felt good about life. That is a stretch. I tweeted out the video when I saw it on Saturday morning, and people, Jerry appreciated the good news to start their morning. Look at that. Because normally, what do we see? Bad news. And a lot of it. What was this? Good news. If only Cole Calhoun was the outfielder with that poor Bartman fella in Chicago, that would have just been a fist bump. Stakes a little different, Al. Stakes a little different. Uh, And Bartman kind of reached over a little bit. This kid was just sitting
1: in his stands.
0: We could have just seen a fist bump between... Cole Calhoun and Bartman, and there'd be no problems. Yeah, a little different, little different. Right, and I appreciated that Cole Calhoun was like, "I'm on the Diamondbacks. Are they any good, Jerry?" Um, well, they swept two from the Braves yesterday. They only gave up one hit in two games. So it's pretty good. It is pretty good. But you know, it's game. It's one game out of 162. The kid looked thrilled yes. that he caught the ball, and he wasn't doing anything wrong. Just He's doing to- anything he- wrong. Got the fist bump. And the kid said he was blowing up on TikTok. You surprised me with the things that you you
1: enjoy so much. That really touched me. Wow, touch me. I saw you post it, and yeah. I actually watched it three three times trying to figure out what the hell was so. Two things it was that nice. got me, two things that got me over the weekend on on Twitter. Two right. times that I, I looked into it. Your retweet of the video of the player acting like a human being and not a Neanderthal.
0: Right, but like we're he acted to the, the way he was supposed
1: to. Yes, except I do think if the kid reached over the fence, it would have been different. Okay. He wasn't in the field of play. It was a foul ball. All right. I'm not even sure he would have caught it anyway.
0: Me neither. He was a little To off. be honest, right. He was I, a hair
1: off. I totally agree. And you really seem like you were moved by it. I was. you got to find a hobby. Um, and then the other one was I got people tweeting me, we have to play the Spanish call of the Albert Almora catch. Why? Now here's a here's a serious question to you. So I wrote back to you. What's so special about it? Right. It's a guy like when Gary Cohen calls that, or Howie Rose, or Wayne Rendazzo, whoever. You're going to hear the crack of the bat. Their voice is going to get elevated. Wow! What a catch by Albert Almora Jr. Is it because we don't understand the language? Yes. But what is so
0: great about the I, call? I, I never understood that. nothing. Playing the foreign language calls. Are we mocking them? Is mocking them. It is. I actually wondered that last night. It is. Because there's no other reason to play it. We don't know what they're saying. No, we have no idea what they're saying. And why wouldn't... The foreign language broadcasters get as excited They should as the broadcasters here in America. I agree. I don't know why that got me last night. Like, why do I have to play this? I never knew who Albert Amora was until he caught that ball yesterday. But <laughs> well, it was a tremendous catch. It was a very good catch. He yeah, no saved a couple of Not runs. as good
1: as Cliff Frazier's catch. Correct. That was that was a great. Catch I mean, as he well. was airborne. Yeah, I know they were losing the game; it didn't matter. But still, I mean, it was a hell of a catch. All right, we're just getting started. Five nineteen. It's the warm up show until six o'clock. Al's got something to say, but we continue do. after this on the fan.
0: I am coming up on my one year anniversary in my Bradley Beach condo, and I couldn't be happier with my purchase. If anyone is looking to buy or a fir- or you're a first time home buyer, check out financing through Carney Bank. I had the best experience with my mortgage loan officer. Very personable, efficient, and made the entire process super easy. Visit CarneyBank.com for more information and benefits of their first-time homebuyer program. You will not regret it. That's CarneyBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, we got a lot more to
1: do, including at some point the Knicks who have won nine straight. Kevin Durant was back. Pretty good game yesterday uh, in Brooklyn as well. We take it to six on the fan.
0: Less talk, more rock.
1: Now this is a good Monday song. Come Just get you going. Not exactly upliftity, if you would, but still, it's Metallica and we like that. Right now, somebody's alarm's going off at of five twenty-five. Probably so. They're getting this. Does anybody really get up with an alarm clock anymore? a no, clock our radio. iPhones. They go right. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> exactly. I, I set like six of them on my phone now. I don't think I've used a clock radio in ten years. Anyhow, all right, it's the warm-up show, 525. We have touched on the Mets. We've touched on the Yankees. One quick one, because you got a question answered yesterday. I did? From last week. Oh. You asked on this very show last Monday or Tuesday, if someone throws a seven-inning hit a 7 no-hitter, does it count? And I said, I think it has to, and we got the answer yesterday. It does not. Yeah, that's for Because you had uh, yesterday Madison Bumgarner, who I always forget is on the Diamondbacks now. Me I still too. Think he's on the Giants. Throws a seven-inning. How about the day the Braves had? You know what they did in the first game against Zach Gallen? What did they do? One hit. One hit and then no hits? And then no hit against uh, Bumgarner. They, they lost one 5 nothing and 7 nothing. They had one hit in 14 innings? The entire innings? day.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I figure if your if the major league baseball is saying going into the game this is a seven inning game, that's gotta count as no hitter. I agree. And <laughs>
1: now you want to put an asterisk nest to it. I'm totally cool with that.
0: I love an asterisk.
1: He threw a complete game no hitter. Correct. Seven innings, stupid doubleheader rules. Although I like the I like the seven inning doubleheaders, to be honest. I didn't think I would. I do. Yeah. Um it's what it is. It's a no hitter. I agree. But it will not be recognized as such. It will not. How about this, Jerry? Matt Harvey pitches tonight against the Yankees. It's perfect. The Yankees will put up 19 runs on him in the second inning. Oh,
0: you think so?
1: I do, yeah, actually. Not 19, but I think the Yankees, first what? of all, the game's in Baltimore. Right. The Yankees score a million
0: runs a game there, and he's he's not what he was. What if I told you he throws a no-hitter? You want to bet on that? I'd be happy to take that bet. <laughs> I do not want to bet on that. Okay. I'm just checking. If, but what if I told you? You could tell me. If you want to bet on it, we can have another conversation. What if I told you he gives up one run in five innings and they take him out? Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. What if I told you? Well, no, hold on. That would surprise me, but that's
1: not out of the realm of possibility. Him throwing a no-hitter in Baltimore against the Yankees (laughs) is not happening.
0: It could be like when Tiger Woods won the Masters a couple years ago. How about this? Pretty cool.
1: Why don't you just do this? Let's get away from the no-hitter talk because it's not happening. Not with him. Not in that stadium. Not there against the Yankees. Why did you put your money where your mouth is? All right, and throw a hundred dollars on the
0: Orioles to win. Ooh, well, I don't know if the pen might. Uh... You just told me was going to throw a no hitter. <laughs> now I'm just saying, win the game. What would a hundred dollar bet win me
1: uh, on the Orioles to win yeah. tonight? You probably get three hundred back. I would think they got to be a heavy
0: underdog. You got to think you're starting to have the beginnings of a gambling problem if you're betting a hundred dollars on a random Orioles Yankees game in April. I got to tell you, I bet fifty bucks on Friday night. <laughs> I went.
1: Nets. What did I do? I went Nets, Mets, Yankees. And I had one guy on Twitter. So, sucker bet. No chance. Okay. That one. You won. When it was 50 bucks. I won 377, nice. I think. Yeah, that That's was good. The about. shame of it was, and I mean this, because when I placed the bet, I still felt good. I did not get the enjoyment of watching everything. Like, right. I was really... My wife was going out with her friends. I was home with the boys. And I knew I was going to do nothing but watch DeGrom... And I was I really wasn't too interested in the Yankee game, but I was gonna watch the Grom and the Nets. And I was gonna go back and forth. And I was just because I felt so freaking lousy, I did not have the enjoyment of watching the games with that wager out there. Right. And so BetMGM sent me a nice congratulation text the next
0: morning. I woke up, I'm like, look at that. I'm like, good for me. That's what's nice, Jerry. I did watch highlights because this game was not available in our area. The Yankee Indians game from Sunday. On MLB Network, they did the club. didn't care for it. Me neither. They At did uh, the clubhouse edition, which was a bunch of players, former players sitting around. And that one guy, Steve. S- he what was, was his uh, name. He was the uh, the broadcaster. God, darn it! Yes, uh, he it was, was good. It was CC, John Smoltz, and who was the other Pena? one? Pena, Pena. Oh, Tony Pena. Tony, no, no, some um, Pena. Yeah, Carlos Pena. Carlos Pena. And then a couple other times, I had some Tony other Pena. guy in there that I couldn't uh, figure out who he was, but. It was too much, uh, whoa, <laughs> whoa, did you see that? Whoa.
1: I agree. I did like when Fran Reyes had the triple. That was neat because I, I don't know if it was his first career. They were wondering if it was his first career triple or not. I don't think it was, but it might have been. I don't know. I know he had his first career stolen base in that game. Yeah. Um. I. But from what I saw, no thanks. I'd rather watch the game silent, to be honest. Yeah, me too. With just crowd noise and give me the PA feed you know and hear the music like you're at the ballpark. I'd rather that than than four guys just talking over one another and I don't know.
0: Yeah, I watched the like 5-minute highlight package that the MLB app yeah. put out from that game. I could not tell you a single thing about that game because it was so confusing with yeah. everybody
1: I mean, it was neat and... from the standpoint of when So when McKenzie is throwing, you got Smoltz kind of discussing why things are working from or they're not. That was okay. But
0: wasn't for me.
1: I'm sure, listen, I'm sure the younger generation might love it. I don't.
0: But they don't, the younger generation. They don't watch games. Right. They're not going all no. of a sudden. You know that sport you don't watch? They're doing a clubhouse edition.
1: I got news for you. A lot of the younger generation don't watch many games at all. Yeah. Period. They watch highlights like crazy. That's what, I. and I only can go from what my son and their friends do and his friends do. Everything is highlight packages.
0: And rap music. They love rap music. Yeah, but you know what? So did I when I was that age. You didn't? I liked uh, heavy metal, and then I did like Run DMC, but right. they weren't hardcore but rap that, like we got now.
1: But that was me, though. I was the heavy with the Metallica, When we've talked about this, with Anthrax and like bands like that for some Judas Priest. And then all of a sudden, I got into LL Cool J and Ice-T and Run DMC. The Beastie Boys came along, and then I kind of got out of that and then found you know the, the new
0: rock. But now it's all filthy, Jerry. It's all very dirty lyrics, which I don't approve of. Yeah, but... So is pop music. Yes. Have I you listened to Ariana
1: Grande? Yeah, terrible. Like a lot of her songs, if you listen to them on the radio, you don't realize
0: what they silence out. My God. And then you listen on satellite. Holy cow. All young people should listen to classic rock old man music. It's very not offensive. Just don't listen
1: to Stephen Miller, man. They curse. Get
0: the radio edits of that.
1: Well, <laughs> do that with the rap. <laughs> I you can't have it one way and not the other. <laughs>
0: You know, Jerry, we were talking about the, uh, this is interesting. So the NFL saying that players can change jersey numbers and they can use, they could go to single digits in a lot of these cases, but they've, us uh, you know, we talked about this the other day. I don't know if it was on the podcast or here. We are saying, well, what, imagine you're a fan and you've got a jersey of a player and now he's still on the same team, but he's changing yeah. jersey numbers. Got to go and- buy a new jersey. Yeah, I got to go buy a new jersey, and I hadn't thought of all of the jerseys that they have made already waiting to ship out when people order them. Right. So if an NFL player wants to change jersey numbers, they will have to personally purchase all of the Fanatics. I I cannot believe this story. Unsold supply at retail prices. I don't understand this at all. Why? Why? I don't know. Isn't that their problem for buying the inventory? I don't know. Or at least sell it to them at cost. Of course. So uh, an example that was used in the uh, sports business article I was reading is uh, Dalvin Cook wanted to switch from number 33 to number 4. But purchasing the unsold number 33s would have cost him $1.5 million. And then what do you do with them? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. So, guess what, Jerry? He's sticking with his yeah, number 33.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't I don't understand this. To me, I would think, first of all, okay, Fanatics is tremendous. They've got like a conglomerate right now in the sports business. But I would also think they're poop out of luck. Like, well, you stocked up on these. He changed his number.
0: Could you imagine having $1.5 million worth of Dalvin Cook jerseys? I could, yeah, sure. I mean, what do they got in Tom Brady jerseys at this point? Probably a lot more. Yeah. But Dalvin Cook is a good player on the Vikings. It's not like he's a no name, right? But so he's they've got to sell them this year, I would think. Right, but he's not like a a, a guy that is is like league wide top ten selling jersey. I, I, yeah, I don't like, know. Like what that. do those guys have I, to? I don't, I
1: don't know. Have I have no pay. idea. And, did, and again, I'll bring this back. Did they do this with Kobe when he changed his
0: number? Probably, probably not. not. Right. Like, and that is if, a league wide thing too. Like, imagine if Patrick Mahomes wanted to change his number, they probably have. Forty million dollars with the Patrick Mahomes jerseys. I and mean,
1: why wouldn't you? But I still would think that the company is is out of luck. I'm I'm really surprised by this story. But I, I guess that's the partnership that they
0: have. Yeah, and I guess they They're trying to not have people just everybody just changing their numbers. I guess. I
1: suppose. I don't know. I thought that was very interesting. I wonder how many how much money Daniel Jones would be at.
0: <laughs> Do you think Dalvin Cook was like? Well, yeah, they're like, hey, you know, you're gonna have to buy up all the other jerseys. He's like, all right, well. What, what, what would the bill be? And it was told one point five million dollars. I like thirty-three. I'm fine. I'll pass. Thanks. <laughs> he was probably thinking, like, I guess probably this might cost me a couple thousand. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> a couple thousand. <laughs> the jerseys are one hundred and twenty dollars. Right at retail cost is yeah. crazy. And that
1: and that doesn't make sense either. At least let them buy them back at yeah at uh, cost at cost. All right, five thirty-five. We are more than halfway home. It's a big Monday for Boomer and Gio. We'll get you them at six o'clock on the fan. Jarrett, number one with Meatheads in the gym. All right, 541, top of the hour, Boomer and Geo come your way. Right now, the warm-up show until 6 with an instant classic right here on the fan. (laughs) This is the Who, Jerry, from their 1982 record, It's Hard. Yeah, no, this is a memorable one. No one's ever heard of this song except for you.
0: My friend Paul's heard of this. Yeah. We used to rock out to it. It
1: doesn't count. You guys are really one and the same.
0: Did you ever do, um, air, like, in a mirror at home? Sure. Pretend that you were a rock star?
1: Uh, a rock star, no, but do the air? Yes,
0: absolutely. I used to use a tennis racket. Oh, okay. I, I could see to that. do that. And then when I was really into uh, Leonard Skinner at one point, I used to wear a headband when I did it. Okay. So I looked like I was... Was a... that their... I don't remember. Was yeah. that their look, the headband? In my head, they were Southern rockers, Jerry, so I thought headband for me... Uh, the air guitar, or the the um, tennis racket guitar, and a very thin microphone to go with your thin neck. Although you weren't thin back then, like you are now. I was probably thin. I oh, was you tiny. are tiny. Yeah, I went to when see. I was, uh, pretend rocking in my uh, mirror. Yes, I was very thin.
1: I saw Leonard Skinner in 1991 at the Man Music Center in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we sat first row. It was the coolest and worst experience all at the same time. Is that right? Why it is was, that? It was great because sitting first row was a blast. And being right on top of the stage was cool, and seeing that it was great. Not so great was how freaking loud the
0: speakers were right in front of us right. to our left, blow your ears out. That's oh my god, I, it was that. That's how you used to judge a concert: where how long after you went, your ears were still, still ringing. That was rough. I'm not gonna lie; it was it was fun, but it was. It was loud. Blew your ears
1: right out. It did. Yeah, it did. And it's funny how far we've come. I don't e I would have to go back and check, but I'll bet you I didn't spend more than fifty or sixty bucks a ticket on those. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And now
0: forget it. Fifty or sixty bucks, it's the park. That's the funny thing about looking at old ticket stubs. Yeah. Is the price of the ticket. Sure. Mets Dodgers, nineteen eighty three, six dollars. <laughs> it's really something. Very strange. Jerry, good news. Roger Goodell has been cleared to hug. The people who are drafted on Thursday night, if you're in person there, you he will be allowed to hug you. Awesome. I guess he's been fully vaccinated. He'll be tested. So the hugs will be there, Jerry. Would will the you... players be fully vaccinated and tested? I guess if you're going to be there and hugging Roger Goodell, I think you would have to be. Well, you'd yeah, be tested. I don't know if he would be vaccinated. Right, Tested. Yeah. I, to me, the, again, I mean, these. Uh, what? who cares? You don't care about a Roger Goodell I, hugging I people?
1: I do not care about well, Roger Goodell. I'm going to say you're in the minority there. First <laughs> of all, first of all, I'm not going to watch the draft. What? I never watch the draft. I'm not interested in the draft. Tell me the the next morning who picked who.
0: No, I like to see the first. I like no, to see where the care. quarterbacks go, top 10. Such a waste of time. I'm a top 10 guy. Not interested. But you're right. I'll follow like, along I'm on the bottom of the screen. Just
1: tell me who they took. Right. I'm not going to watch it. You're interested. I'm you're interested. not live interested. I am not interested in watching it. I find that to be a complete waste of time. I, I was at one once. I could not believe how people lined up to go to this.
0: Let me ask you this. What if you heard, like, let's Not say interested. You, you're busy doing something else Thursday night. Yeah. But you hear that the Jaguars didn't take Trevor Lawrence with the first pick. You turning it on now? Yeah, for sure. Because now you're interested.
1: Yeah, that would be because. That, only because the whole thing. What do you think the odds are right now on the Jaguars not picking him? Zero. About the same as Matt Harvey throwing a no-hitter tonight.
0: <laughs> I bet Matt Harvey's
1: <laughs> has better odds. better odds. I agree. So, yes, it would have to take something like that. And it's not like, let me rephrase, it's not like I won't go check on it because I love the, the crawl on the bottom. I love the crawl. I will go check on it to see where we're at. My point is I'm not going to sit there and watch it right. and wait 15 minutes for a pick and every professional analyst gush about a guy who chances are is not going to be nearly as good as they're going to tell me he's going to be i mean you turn this coverage on on day two or day three and the sixth round oh this what a pick they they got at number 332 the guy won't even make it to the active roster and we'll never hear from him ever and they sit there and tell you like oh what
0: a pick these guys stop it so you're not going to watch that live you're saying
1: No. Thursday
0: night. No, I will not. I will check in on it. I will not watch it. Well, that's a perfect... The NFL Draft is actually perfect to follow along on Twitter if you're doing other things. Yes, it is. Pop it on real quick. You'll see whoever... You you pick a person that you trust is going... Because everyone's going to tweet out every pick. Now, I will tell you, last year I watched it. You did. Because there was nothing else to watch. All
1: right. It was enough of the Tiger King.
0: We were in the middle of coronavirus. Yes, And that was
1: really the first... Legit sports show we had to watch.
0: Guess what? Coronavirus. Or I'm sorry. Guess what? NFL. Coronavirus. We're beating it right now. Well, I hope so. They took a huge. Coronavirus took a huge lead on us. Huge lead. They had a lead, all right. They had a huge lead on us, but we came back. Slow. We ran the ball, Jerry. So far, so good. We were grounding and pounding. Ground and pound. We took a couple shots down the field. Right now, we're beating coronavirus. We're winning.
1: I hope you're right. It does appear that way. Yeah. I read something yesterday because we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for vacation this summer. Yeah. Maybe nothing. Maybe we'll do something. And I looked into California because there's a resort I want to go to out there. And my one son says, but if we go, there aren't the restrictions crazy. Hasn't COVID gone nuts there? I'm like, you know, I know they had. I don't know where they're at now. So I put in California, COVID hit the news button on Google. They have gone from worst to first. Ooh, a worst to first. They have gone, yeah, in like
0: six months. They've gone from worst to first in terms of All the right. numbers.
1: It's it's really low out there. So I'm like, you know what?
0: Maybe we will go to California. Cause coronavirus went up forty nine nothing early. They sure did, and we were down seven touchdowns. But we we we, we so we regrouped. far
1: are the Frank Reichs in this right. match.
0: We re, we regrouped. We got a different strategy because uh, our first strategy wasn't working. We'll go down 49 nothing early. Remember when Jimmy Connors was down two sets to none
1: in the 91 U.S. Open? I don't recall that. And gave away the final. I think he gave away the final game of the second set to just not use too much energy. Is that right? And then came back and won sets three, four, and five deep into the night. You don't, no. I don't recall that. Okay. I remember the Yankees going up big on the Boston Red Sox. Three games to none. Yeah. Yeah. And then they lost in seven. And they lost. So you could say we're the Jimmy Connors, the Red Sox. Or Correct. what was the other one you said? It was right. another one. Frank, oh, Frank Reich. Reich. Yeah, Frank That's Reich.
0: That's right. Although we haven't won yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Rob Gronkowski, Jerry, he's said a uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Another story. Who hmm. cares? <laughs> Like
1: Kevin Durant came back, had thirty three <laughs> points
0: in twenty eight minutes. The Knicks haven't
1: lost since January, and you want to talk about some dork who is infatuated with sixty nine catching a football out of a plane? A who helicopter. cares? It was a helicopter?
0: Whatever it was, six hundred feet. Who cares? The Guinness Book of World Records is stupid. <laughs> it's totally stupid. I agree. I loved it when I was a kid.
1: Can I submit how many stupid stories you bring up as a Guinness Book of World Records? Oh, interesting.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Yes. I probably could submit yes. that, right? You would add this one. <laughs> Gronk catching a football 600 feet from high above uh, in the air yeah. from a helicopter. Why is this even in the Guinness Book of World Records? I Because
1: someone submitted it. Who cares, right? I couldn't agree with you. Have you ever looked at the Guinness Book of World when Records? When I was a kid,
0: I always bought the Guinness Book of World Records. Every year at our book at the Bookmobile. Okay. At, uh, when I was in graduate School. Do you have one of those left? No. No? All I was interested in is seeing the picture of the fattest person and the thinnest person. And then you and the, <laughs> strode to be the thinnest. <laughs> and then the... Became your goal in life. Tallest person with the shortest person. Okay. That was a cool photo. I like the person with the longest mustache. How about the world's biggest pizza? That was no, always that, I, I, don't I, like I always that. found
1: that one interesting.
0: Uh, and I liked the – the they used to have the fat guys on mopeds for whatever reason. Fat what? twins. They were they're probably the heaviest twins in the world.
1: And then TLC made a show out of it, and you watch it every Thursday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Those two fat twins on mopeds, they don't get any recognition.
1: Oh, my God. They were the first. I would love to see one of those from, like, 1978. again Guinness and book? Then, yeah, and compare it to – because now – because we actually got one as a gift, I want to say in like two thousand seven. And it's this somebody
0: gifted you the Guinness yeah, Book we, of World we of did. Records.
1: And I actually looked through it. It is neat because it's got the hard cover. Yeah, it's, it's really well now. done, beautiful pictures and photos. I'd love to compare that to yours, which might have looked like a school yearbook back then. They in were 1978.
0: well, they were first of all, they were paperback back then.
1: Okay. So definitely different. Yeah.
0: But they had like world's longest fingernails, and those is the woman with long fingernails.
1: Yeah, because that's what you want to be proud of.
0: But I did like the world's tallest man and the world's shortest man. They would get them and photograph them together. That's a cool picture.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, when Aaron Judge stands next to Jose Altuve right. on the
0: baseball field. It looks weird. But a guy catching a football out of a helicopter? Stupid. That's stupid. Good. You answered your own question. Yeah. Give me longest fingernails, longest mustache. How about if the person with the person. longest
1: fingernails caught the ball out of the <laughs> helicopter?
0: Without breaking their fingernails. Now you got get something. Get on that, Gronk. Then <laughs> Gronk would have to start figuring out how to grow his fingernails long to get back in the Guinness Book of World Records.
1: Final break of the hour. We'll come back, wrap it up, and then, of course,
0: Boomer NGO. Who is sick of paying rent? Why rent? I bought my condo a year ago, and it feels great to build equity in my home. If you're looking to buy or are a first-time home buyer, finance through Carney Bank. They changed my entire outlook on the mortgage process. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers savings like a 30-year discounted rate and down payments as low as 5%. Don't hesitate. Visit CarneyBank.com. That's Carney. K-E-A-R-N-Y, Carneybank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, one final
1: break. We change studios, and we'll be right back, and then Boomer and Geo right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence looking back at last year's draft, and look forward to this one.
0: It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry.
1: The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. We got a couple more minutes for you. Yesterday, the Mets won, Yankees lost, the Nets got Kevin Durant back, and they won, beat the Suns, who tonight. Play the Knicks, who put that nine-game winning streak on the line. Rangers won, and, boy, the Devils lost again. What else, Al?
0: Jerry, warm-up shows brought to you by Carney Bank. Your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. Uh, Joe on Twitter says the fat twins on the motorcycles from the Guinness Book of World Records were pro wrestlers known as the McGuire twins.
1: How did you not know that?
0: They've passed away. I don't know. i I never heard of them. Uh, then uh, David Agostino says, "If uh, we get to host a show in the summer, filling in for somebody, yeah, guest number one, Dave Kingman; <laughs> guest two, Kent Tuckulvey; oh Jesus; guest three, branch manager at Carney Bank. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's not terrible. That is not terrible.
0: I would love to, if I could get Dave Kingman and Kent Tuckulvey on the same program, Jerry.
1: That would. Oh, can I have Daryl on though? Daryl Strawberry,
0: yes." I don't know if he fits in with that crew, Jerry. Uh, yes, he does. And That's Herschel Walker. Guy. Herschel Walker. Herschel
1: Walker as well. Well, Herschel's got a little, has become too political, I think, to put him on yeah. for what we want to do. But okay. yes, I would. I want Daryl on.
0: All right. Then I see that uh, this Fernando Tatis, Jerry, he had two home runs on the anniversary of his dad hitting two grand slams in the same inning. Now that was what, Saturday? Saturday. Nice. That's pretty cool. Then he uh, he and Trevor Bauer he hit a home run off Trevor Bauer. Then he did the uh, he ran around the bases with one eye closed. Yes, mocking Trevor Bauer's and pitching Bauer with one loved eye. Loved
1: it. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Actually. Yeah,
0: he likes people celebrating when they do well. He says he's not going to throw at him.
1: Bauer's an odd dude, but what yeah. he said after that game, I was I was he was spot on.
0: I still can't believe like Tatis this Tatis Junior guy. Like his father played when while we were while I was working here. Yeah, how's that possible?
1: Because Fernando Tatis Junior is like twenty. <laughs> that's how.
0: How old is his dad? Forty. He must have been old when he was. I'll uh, bet
1: you. Uh, I'll say Fernando Tatis is. I'm gonna do this quickly. I'm gonna say he's 42. I don't know if that's true or not, but let's say. So senior.
0: Is he taller and thinner than Kent? To oh, he's 46. That's 46. the real question. He's
1: 46. Hmm. So, but he's still 46. I right. yeah. I mean, look at – I mean, Tom Brady's playing NFL football at 45.
0: Yeah, but he's a special, Jerry.
1: I understand. But you're asking how Fernando Tatis played yeah. when you were working here. He's Ball only 26 now. Right here on the fan to talk about the NFL draft.